next up, we have Daniel Shaw from Philip Shaw in Orange, keeping with our New South Wales thing. Daniel's not actually in New South Wales at the moment, but um, but we're going to have a chat about uh, that wonderful region. So, Daniel, thanks for joining us, mate. How are you today? Yeah, oh, going really well. It's uh, nice to be on holidays, nice to be out and about doing something different, I guess. Sure. And so so where, where are you exactly? Um, I got a oh, family's got a shack over in Hardwick Bay on the York Peninsula. Um, it's just How a terrible. old sort of double wide um, garage, really, but it sits right on the beach and it's just uh, beautiful. And it's amazing. Yeah, nice. And uh, you, I, I take it you've been up there for a while. Yeah, yeah. I, I really felt like I haven't been anywhere for so long. Mm. Um, so yeah, we've been here for about three weeks, just fishing, hanging out with my kids, and. Um, you know, having a leading the simple life, I guess, but somewhere sure, different. No, look, it's a, it's a it's a great move, and you know, as you say, you haven't been able to do it for a while. Have a break from the vines before you get straight back into it. When when will you be back on on the uh, on the vineyard? Oh, I'll be back there on Monday. So yeah, we'll sort of it's it's quite a late season at the moment. So mm-hmm. at this stage, we're probably you know almost back on track to our pre-drought sort of seasons, I guess. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be a a fairly late season or or I'd almost say a very late season. Um, So it's sort of worked in quite well that I've been able to to nick off for a little while. It's given you the opportunity to have a good break. Yeah, yeah. And plus we've um, just got a new viticulturalist on the team and it's sort of great to have that. And, you know, be able to have someone that you can re- rely on and, and to take care of things so you can nick off for a little bit. Oh, look, everyone needs a 2 I see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's pretty much it. So when you so when you do get back, um, so how, how's, how's the vintage looking this year? Um, well, it's definitely going to be cool um, and late. So it, it makes it a little bit challenging for... You know, the, the bigger reds, if you like, like Cabernet, uh, Merlot and Shiraz. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm going to guess they're going to ripen well into the end of April. Mm. Um, and, you know, hopefully not into May. Uh, but I'd say um, it's really this next month that, that tells uh, whether you make or break a vintage, I guess. Yeah. Um, so at this stage, we, we have had a, a really, really wet winter and spring. Um, but we've had some warmer weather into the start of January. Um, so, you know, if uh, if we don't get too much more rain, you know, I think it'll be, you know, potentially a really great vintage for, you know, the whites, pinots, um, mm. that kind of thing. Yep. And I'd say we'll end up with a sort of more medium bodied um, for some of the, the bigger reds, I guess. Sure. So you just mentioned like Cab Sav, Shiraz. Um, you don't want them to, uh, you don't want them to uh, to stay on too late. If it does actually hit May as opposed to April, what's a well? What does that actually mean for? Oh, the well, I guess you. I mean, you're really sort of getting to a point where the vines, you know, are senescing and shutting down. Mm-hmm. So you, you can only take it so far. Um, where we are at 900 meters, um, you know, we are on the edge of. Um, getting Cabernet and you would say Cabernet Franc ripe in some years. And, you know, we just 
come to accept that. Um, you know, we can probably get get them right three out of four years, but there is going to be the odd year where it just doesn't get warm enough. Um, and you know, that's the case all around the world. There's most regions that have established them this them, themselves on varieties. You know, there are years where you just can't get them right, and you know, it's it's almost an indicator of quality to me to to actually have that. Because you're you're sitting in the margins, and you know I think the margins is is actually where you you can really truly express a variety. Yep, for sure. And look at some one of the varieties, which is one of my absolute favourites, um, that oranges are so well known for is of course the Chardonnay. You do a very specific, beautiful, cool climate Chardonnay. I, I think they're gorgeous. And I, I know just uh, recently in the last probably two weeks, I've had both your architect Chardonnay and your garden of Pinot Gris. Um, sure. You stock well in Queensland, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no worries. No, we do have good representation up there. Obviously, New South Wales being our home state, we, um, you know, we do uh, sell a lot of our wine in Sydney and a little bit down into Victoria as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I wouldn't say where I am now is a, a big state for us, but um, uh, yeah, New South Wales is definitely our home and, and where we're, most of our wine is. But it is it is Chardonnay that's consistently, you know, year after year, probably is the, the best performer in, in Orange. Um, you know, there's really very few years that uh, you can't make an excellent Chardonnay. Yeah. And, and it is quite a classic style, I think. Um, you know, it's always got a lovely um, natural acidity um, to work with, which, which again is is something that's super important, I think, for almost you know all wines. I think is is having good natural acidity. Yeah. Um, but yeah, year after year, you, there is variance, obviously vintage variance. You know, it it does get riper in in the warmer years, so you move more into that stone fruit. And then in some years, you know, we really are just in that citrus spectrum. Um, I would almost concede already, but, you know, I, I think this year we will almost definitely probably be in that sort of lighter citrusy, you know, that more Chablis style, if if you like, yes. you know, lighter, you know, really elegant, but, but it still has power for it which yep. you know, is the most important thing, I think. It's beautiful, slightly lower in alcohol, Great yeah. daytime drinking. What what I what I did find I I drink uh, I've, I've been drinking your wines for years and uh, I love them. Um, I do find I'm, I'm a big Chardonnay drinker and I do love my big bubble Chardonnays. I do. I love my California Chardonnays. I'm, I know you've spent time working over there, so you, I'm sure you have a great appreciation for them as well. But what I really enjoyed with the Architect, and I know that's that's your character series. It's not like your top yeah. your top wines, but. Um, it's so it was so drinkable and to have uh, to share the bottle with three people over lunch and i realized it was only about 12 percent you know these days i feel like when i'm when i'm drinking a chardonnay you know it's, it's more like that 14 even getting up to 14.5 percent sometimes and you really notice that extra two percent don't you especially if you're lunchtime drinking yeah yeah <laughs> i think so 14 percent or even you know getting over 13 and a half is, is starting to get pretty alcoholic for a chardonnay yeah you know if we were to push up into that level, it'll really show that's alcohol a lot. And some regions carry it quite well, um, but, you know, alcohol, I don't find in our, our wines uh, does carry well at all. 
No. So it, it is, naturally, we do pick quite early anyway, but uh, I think it's really important for the for the balance and the feel of the wine that they don't have too much alcohol. Yep. And, you know, for us, once we even just sneak past that sort of stone fruit stage and get any of that tropical fruit in there, I, I just really don't like it at all. Um, and so I really focus and concentrate on, you know, picking around that sort of citrus stone fruit stage and, and never letting it get riper than that. And that that naturally, you know, does keep the alcohol down, which we want, um, but it, it also keeps the, the flavours where I, I think they should be. Yeah, totally. And, you know, Pinot Gris is the, the classic example of that. Mm. Um, you know, if we get even a sort of smidge above, say, 13 and a half, Pinot Gris is naturally quite a ripe, or, or late um, maturing flavours, if you like. So it's really important not to get too much alcohol because it, it just shows up so quickly. Um, but yeah, that's a real, real challenge. Yeah, no, no, completely. And I think that's a that's a really important tidbit for for our listeners to hear that orange wines they they do have the focus on picking a little bit earlier and and keeping that alcohol content down down a little, but definitely not scrimping on on any form of taste or flavors. Um, that's that that is yeah. quite you know it's quite specific to the orange orange region and as a cool climate growing growing uh, wines, which we all absolutely love. Um, I, I think that's a real I think that's good information for people to have. Yeah, I, I think as a region, you know, it really is our focus. It's it's making, you know, elegant styles of wine. Um, we're, we're not trying to make big wines. You know, I, I think we squarely sit in that medium body, you know, all through our wines from uh, whites to reds, you know, pinots, shirazes, you know, they are medium bodied, but, you know, they've got a savoury texture. Um, you know, they're not overtly fruity, but they just have a you know lovely texture and, and savouriness to them. Now, this is actually a, normally I would start an interview with this is actually a bit more about your story. So you are you and your brother Damien, uh, the sons of the Philip Shaw who started it. So you're the second generation. Um, what, what what took your dad to actually you know buy the vineyard and start up in Orange? Well, at, this, at that stage, he was. Uh, you know, really looking all over Australia. He was um, uh, chief winemaker for Rosemount and they had, um, you know, really vineyards and, and wineries that they, they either owned or worked with all over Australia. So he was quite familiar, I'd say, with almost all of the regions. Um, and he was uh, on a mission to, to find his special patch of dirt. Um, and he, I, I guess, was really focused on trying to find a cool climate region for Chardonnay, Pinot, sparkling. And at that stage, you know, his real focus was on Chardonnay. Um, so, yeah, he was, uh, they were flying over Orange one day and the, the plane crapped out and they happened to land in Orange. And, um, you know, he noticed that there's a lot of cherries there, a lot of apples, which is a, a really good indicator of a, a cool region. Um, and then started to, I guess that piqued his interest and he started to investigate it. There were a couple of vineyards already in Orange. So he was able to, you know, talk with those guys and, and learn from them. 
And yeah, I guess he decided to make the plunge, thought it was um, what he was after. Well, he did a very good job of it. And um, and, I, and I dare say that you're doing a magnificent job as well. Uh, how long have you actually taken over the winemaking? Um, I came back about 10 years ago. So mm-hmm. I've been making the wine since then. Right. Um, so pretty much all the wines I've had are, are basically yours. Yeah, for, yeah, from 2012 vintage. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, look, I I really do think it's important for everyone to know that when you do visit Orange, uh, Philip Shaw is an absolute master. Look, we did have Printhy on the show last week, and uh, we we love their wines. We love their swift, sparkling range. Um, and Orange is yeah. so is so well known for for their bubbles. But um, you know, Philip Shaw just do. I feel like every single varietal that you do, you do it beautifully, elegantly. It's consistent and it's it's just, it's a very very beautiful place to go. So make sure that you pop that on your list, everyone, when you when you do visit the Orange area. And remember that there are some sensational restaurants around. It's quite a um gastronomic uh, region, as a lot of wine regions are, but it's quite quite special there. So um make sure you stop in. And your cellar door, you're fully back open. Yeah, we're fully back open. Um, you know, like like everybody in the country or the world, we've we're riding the highs and lows of COVID. And um, but yeah, we're we're here. We're we're open and, and love to see people and ready for business. And you're back on Monday. Look, Daniel, yeah. you have a lovely last well twenty four hours and a safe trip back home. Um, I hope I wish you a sensational vintage, and uh, I look forward to seeing you at some point this year. And I'll let you get out of the car now and get back to your holiday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, beautiful. Thanks very much for having me. It was a pleasure.